was always spooked by the asteroids around me, but then I had lucked out when three chums had found me. We gotta go see these mechanicals at the center of the universe. The butcher, the baker, the candle maker. The butcher, the baker, the candle maker. The butcher, the Welcome to this episode of The Butcher, The Baker, The Candlemaker in Space. Hope everybody's doing well. I'm The Butcher. Joining me tonight is Baker. How do you do? And Pantagruelia. Hey, space friends. So, we've been slacking, but, you know, still working hard. Um, yeah. Some of us have been working hard at their jobs. Um, some of us have just been... Working hard at playing games. <laughs> so, um, I don't do either. <laughs> I, uh, I was bound and determined to, uh, to complete the purge, um, because I really, really, really wanted to meet the autophage. So, I had, uh, I had to do, so, you know, last episode I talked about how I had, uh, skipped ahead and actually ended up in the, uh, the next, uh, galaxy after Isentam, um, which is El Capolos. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Al Capone. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, so at that point I'm hopping, you know, going to, uh, you know, all the different, uh, all the different um, Atlas stations and, you know, had to build, uh, you know, a star seed or something um, building all this stuff. And finally I, I get to the end of it and I was really curious at that point because normally, um, so you're given, uh, four options, um, of different types of, uh, of galaxies. Um, you can do a, a normal galaxy like Euclid. Um, you can do a hostile galaxy you can do a lush galaxy or you can do i think there's i can't remember what it's called but it's like a weird galaxy um so i i i did what i've done in the past which is pick the green one which is the uh the lush galaxy um and i was curious if it was going to send me back to uh Isentam. But uh, it didn't. It sent me to the next uh, lush galaxy, which I've been to before. Um, hmm. It is, um, and it's another doozy too, is Dora Jung. <laughs> um, so that is the, when I had my, uh, 
my gecko character that uh, was jumping with the with the freighters. Um, I I find I flew I did ten ten different uh, galaxies and ended up in Isdorajung. Um, so, but it was, it was interesting to see where, you know, where I ended up. Um, so I don't know if, if when you do that, it'll only go forward and uh, not go back, but, uh, it was, a a fun little experiment. So now I'm cruising around in the, uh, Dorjung, uh, galaxy and, um, meeting the, uh, the autophage there. Um, and, you know, doing little odd jobs for moats, um, as one does. So I got, uh, I got some new parts. I've got a, a, uh, a couple of staffs now. Um, it's, it's handy now that you can have, uh, extra multi-tools, so you can just build staffs to your heart content. You know, the more the more moats you gather, the more you can uh, spend on parts. So now I see they seem to be different prices. Like I can buy one, like let's say for instance the Havoc. Um, I'm forgetting the names of the different parts, but like the Havoc. Uh, what is that? What's the top piece part? What is that part called, Ray? Uh, the shooter. Is that what it is? <laughs> no. <I don't> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it might be called the head. Is it? Okay. So let's say, oh, that's sweet. Okay, Havoc Head. I'd go to that concert. So let's say you buy the Havoc Head at one place, and then you see the same one somewhere else. Sometimes it's a different price and seems to build a more powerful weapon hmm. in the end. Like, that's what I've found. Because okay. I, I, I've been picking up parts everywhere. I'm not I'm not trying to butt in on you, but that's like what I'm doing is like I'm picking up parts everywhere, trying to see what I can build. So is that what you're doing? Uh, well, at this point, I'm just trying to get parts to start with. Um, so I had I I built the staff that uh, you know that you get through going through the autophage quest. Um you know, as they teach you how to make that stuff. And then I did jobs for a few uh, random autophage uh, to get moats. And as soon as I got enough, I I bought the parts, you know, that those that that particular group of of autophage had for their uh, for the staff. And uh, and then built that. But that's all the farther I've gotten. I haven't done more than just the one. I haven't uh, picked up any extra parts. I'm Isn't still hand to mouth on mo on moats. Oh yeah, oh, they start coming in pretty quick though. Once you start those like doing odd jobs and stuff, I don't know if they give you more as you go up. It seems like once you get to the point where you make jobs, it's the same prices for certain things. Yeah. So I don't see a benefit to there being nine levels or whatever of. Uh, reputation with them. Yeah, I'm not sure what that gets you. Fiberglass staff, because that's what isn't that what you start <laughs> out making? Is for yeah. some reason we get to use fiberglass in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, so yeah. when ancient um, equipment. 
When the moats start rolling in, do you start saying moat money, moat money, moat money? Mm. You better get back in your <laughs> motorboat and just go away. <laughs> You're causing some pretty negative emotions. Is that band Baker. Motley Crew? Is that a Motley Crew song <laughs> that you're singing? There you go, shooting your mouth off like a motor again. Uh, motor in. <laughs> it definitely lends oh. itself to that. It totally does. It totally does. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, because you got to wonder, you know, how the heck did they come up with a moat? Oh, maybe it's the emotes. You just use a shovel, right? <laughs> He's been using his emo- emojis, so it's the emotes. Yeah, could yeah, be. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, they did come up with origins. Yeah. Well, isn't I immediately when I saw moat, it made me think of the Carl Sagan when he's referring to the pale blue dot. There we are mm-hmm. suspending an array of a moat, an array of light. I believe is the way he worded it. So that's what I thought of. Yeah. I didn't get nearly that deep. Yeah, I just thought there should be crocodiles in it or something. <laughs> crocodiles. <laughs> uh, Piranha. I am <laughs> I am sporting, <laughs> uh, you know, some new duds. And uh, I've, I got the head with the little fins that stick up and back. And uh, I still need to get a hood. Got to have a hood. But yeah, the outfits are really awesome. I yeah, like that we can cool. because I can you can put them on a Corvax body. So I assume you can put them on your Gek body and stuff too. Oh, I don't know this. I I had gone uh, with um, an anomaly so that I could use the you know one of the the Gek helmets. Um, oh, that's even that's even better, right? Because like I can't use the helmet I first bought because you have to be an anomaly to use it. Yeah. Sweet. So, but uh, I'm I'm roboting out now, so I've I've got uh, a bunch of the uh, the autophage parts that I'm sporting. Nice. So, oh, and I t- so I, I also uh, I in order to progress through to get to the purge. Um, you've got to start uh, a taste of metal, uh, which is the um, the Sentinel quest in your settlement that gives you the um, the little um, floating sentry uh, follower thing. So annoying. <laughs> You know, one, he's always in the way, as any good NPC should be. <laughs> but he makes the noises of sentinels. So I am constantly shooting him. Because I'll hear a sentinel behind me and I'll spin around and shoot. And oh, sorry, dude. I forget <laughs> that I have that until I see it in my freighter inventory and it says disabled. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that mean? Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. Okay, you're staying right where you are. Yeah, yeah. So once I wrapped up that, went, I went back uh, to my settlement and wrapped up that uh, that quest and 
immediately after that, I, uh, I, um, disabled him. Now I've got to figure out how to, I, I think I probably just have to disassemble the AI in the, uh, um, in the mech, uh, because every time I go into, uh, my settlement, as soon as I step out of my ship, this giant robot goes, boom, crashes into the ground right next to me and, no. uh, scares the crap out of me. And then he follows you around camp. <laughs> so got to, got to get that one shut off too. Although I do want uh, so in, in the last expedition, uh, we got a, a companion egg um, that is the little flying disc, um, and yeah. so I've got that I'd, all hatched out. But um, I need to uh, to bust it out and see how uh, how much fun that one is. Okay. I am so glad you brought that up, Ray, because I saw I never claim the companion eggs that we get from these things. Mm -hmm. I don't I just don't want to deal with it. But I saw that. and I'm like, OK, that's just a head. We got that same head unlocked as an uh, at the end of the autophage thing. Mm -hmm. So like, how big can we make this flying head? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Well, I want a so, scary giant robot head. <laughs> um. So that'll be a good question because I tried everything I had in my inventory and everything I had made it smaller. So in this iteration, I didn't do anything. Now I need to bust it out, let it run around for a while and get ready to lay an egg. Um, so I, I think it'll be easier to find out how small you can make it. So if we can make a little flying gnat out of our uh, our little flying saucer head companion. That'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, uh, especially if you make your character look exactly the same with the same head. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and then you have that head flying around you, kind of like talking to you like the devil on your shoulder or something. There you go. <laughs> oh, well, too bad you can't have more than one companion out at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's a shame you can't just make your character without a head and just have that thing flying around. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be cool, too. So it, 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 it's always interesting going through that uh, that main quest line. And, um, you know, I don't feel bad that I made the Atlas cry. It's it's definitely got a lot of a lot of lore and really really kind of hypes you up for you know where they go with the uh, with the Void Mother storyline uh, because there's a lot of reference to it that I forgot about um, you know especially when you go back and talk to um, to Nada. Because, uh, you know, Nada uh, talks about the Void Mother very cryptically. But, uh, you know, you can definitely tell that that's, that's who Nada's talking about. So, one of these days we'll get it. I don't know. It's not looking like uh, 
it's not looking like we're going to get anything other than the uh, the expedition redos uh, for the holidays at this point. I assume it's a combination of you know holidays coming up and like they're probably working on something big. Because like, I feel like this is leading this is leading up to the end of a story, you know. Yeah, well, we've gotten we've gotten three of the bits of uh, the Void Mother story, and they said there were there was four. Yeah, so, so maybe this is, yeah, that may be the the, the first uh, the first of the year we'll get um, the final piece of that puzzle. Yeah, I mean they'll probably do that review, right? Yeah, they should. I mean that's that's kind of been their thing, um, mm-hmm. and they've got you know usually they do it with four expeditions, and this year they'll have three, um, unless you know for whatever reason they bring out one new expedition and then redo the uh, the previous three, but uh, but we'll see. Um, I think we would have already gotten it at this point if that was going to be the case. Um, because they usually ran them for like two weeks each. And so, um, we're getting pretty deep into November now, so it's going to be hard to try to run, um, you know, six weeks worth of, uh, redos. Unless they launch it pretty quick. Yeah. You know how funny it would be? That's true. Unless they do it for one week at a time. Well, if we got one week for each one. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If they decided that when they were done with the game and they just stopped working on it, we wouldn't suspect anything for a year or two before we're like, because we'd be like, yeah, they're just working on the next big thing. They're just working on it. Like they're just not saying anything and they're working on it. We're waiting, we're waiting on those emojis any day. And it's like, we get pictures of Sean Murray on his Island, just like chilling with a margarita, <laughs> right? <laughs> we never hear from him again. Yeah. Well, except that, you know, they, they've spoiled us so bad with, uh, with four updates a year. Um, you know, it, it's already, you know, the, the natives are getting restless out there. Um, you know, chomping at the bit for the next uh, for the next update to drop. So I don't know if they would really be able to you know go too long. You know, if it was Bethesda, you know, they could go five years and nobody would know that they you know that they aren't <laughs> working on another game. Yes. Uh, so. You know, no man, no man's sky. You know, they couldn't get much more than, you know, six months, you know, head start before uh, people started looking for them. Yeah, I, there's something big coming down. Is what it's about to happen. Is we're going to get probably the fourth part of the story, and it's probably going to be a major, major update. Not, you know, one of the smaller. Yeah, I do feel like the last three have been. They felt like pieces, you know, and the fact that we had to work our way through all of the other stuff to get through it made it feel like a long thing. But it's like with my main character, all I had to do was finish up the shit that I had going on in my settlement. And then I was off to the races. And then once you get started on it, it's not that long. 
Yeah. But it's just getting there, especially if you have a brand new character. You're in for some work. Yeah, and, for sure. And I'm hoping that this means they're waiting for everyone to get caught up because a lot of people have brand new characters. And if you're trying to work your way through all of that stuff, then maybe, yeah, between the redos that are coming and the end of the year, maybe they're holding off on the, on the fourth and final thing for everyone to kind of catch up. Yeah, and that would definitely be a good thing to launch the year off with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, I was kind of hoping for like around December, you know, Christmas, because I'm not going to be working. So I'd be yeah. like, man, kind of <laughs> throw myself into it for like three days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've got... Uh... <sighs> They've got so much in this game now. Yes. That, you know, it's really, you know, it, it, it's not easy to do all the stuff in the game. There's just so much there now. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's definitely getting to the point where, you know, I'm not quite sure how much bigger this thing could get. But, uh, you know, the focus on the Void Mother part of the story is, is pretty exciting. Um, because so she's, she seems like the rebel faction, you know, the, 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 the lead of that, you know, the one that uh, allowed everybody to, you know, become independent and not, you know, slaves to the Atlas. The the only thing that I I I was kind of lamenting as I played was that uh, the interceptor ships have absolutely ruined me for um, for starships. Oh no! I was I was <laughs> you know I was sitting in a uh, in a station you know kind of going through you know trying to figure out what my next you know step was going to be and you know what I needed to have and everything and I just started watching the 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 ships fly in and thought man it has been so long now you know ever since the interceptor ships came out um that you know I have not you know collected starships so now you know, first thing I do, get an interceptor ship, um, you know, as, as quick as I can and never look back. So about the, you know, the, the closest I come is, you know, checking different solar systems for, you know, what their interceptor ship looks like. Yeah. Kind of bummed me out. I missed my little hoppers. I feel like all they need to do to, to fix all of that is just to have have technology available that we can get um, that we can purchase and for nanites or whatever and just have a, a hover you know a sentinel hover something yeah. to install you know they'll name it something weird but yeah. just like why not why yeah. can't you just bolt that thing to the bottom of your <laughs> ship exactly yeah yeah like an like an upgrade or something yeah, craft it, and then you have to have adhesive. So you craft it, and then you put together adhesive, and then you just glue it to the bottom of your ship. There you I go. like that. You hover. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would fly a guppy again. 
Yeah, I miss yep. my guppy. Yeah. But it doesn't hover. Nope. Yeah. I, that's, I still want classic spaceships. Because all, all I keep thinking is that we have all of the stuff from pulp sci-fi from like the 50s and 60s. And like it looks like straight out of those magazines. And why don't we have like the spinning top, spinning bottom, classic disc spaceship? <laughs> that would hover too. You know it would. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it totally would. Yeah. So Every flying saucer hovers. How else do they pick up cows? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I imagine like those are just processors, like hamburger processing machines that are just flying around. Uh, you know, I mean, technically I do that too with my uh, interceptor ship um, because, you know, I'm, I'm mining the, you know, the, the carbon and the, and the ferrite dust or, you know, shooting, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the little uh, drill units and inevitably end up with, you know, four or five different kinds of meat on my ship. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> so I used to do that in spore. Do you, do you remember you would like try to, you could abduct some of the animals, <laughs> but if you like, if you didn't hold the button for long enough, they would drop and oh, then they die. And splat, yike. <laughs> yeah. Oh, rough. Well, no, I never got that far because after you got to the point where it was like a spacefaring civilization, I got bored with that game. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've I think we've talked about this. Yeah, I think I went for like I went for I think the first time I did it was like religious domination of all civilizations and it was really it got really dark well it's just human history well uh yeah I might, right i might install that just uh <laughs> no that's a long way to go because i know how long it took me to get to the point where it was spacefaring and i don't want to get to i just want, i don't want to do that just so i can slam cows into planets and laugh about it it was really sad you'd hear them like they just make that sound. That's it. Oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's your like, your suck up, your suck it, up, I guess. Your, uh, your vacuum, your animal vacuum. Can you suck them up into the like edge of the atmosphere? So they just kind of roast all the way down. Oh my God. No. Hmm. I got to go back to my save and find out. <laughs> new, I wonder if I have that on a drive barbecue. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just, yeah. One ship on the bottom catches whatever falls through by the time it lands. It's just, mm. Rotisserie. That's <laughs> terrible. So now my life is just, you know, running around helping the little, the little phage out and, and, uh, getting my moats and, you know, trying out. I, I, I'm not as fond of the, the headpiece that I got. Um, so I'm going to try one of the other ones, but, it takes quite a bit of moats, but some of them are really easy to complete. You know, you've got, uh, you know, they need, you know, 300, um, uranium and you've got, you know, 300 uranium on your freighter and you go, here you go, you can have it. And they give you moats. One of them wanted rusted metal. I'm like, are you kidding me? 
I don't keep that stuff around. So then I had to run around all the yeah. boxes and pick up <laughs> rusted metal. Yeah. <laughs> like, what of all the things? Why? Yeah. And then, wouldn't, wouldn't you want one of these shiny bubbles? And Here. you know how many dumpy planets I've seen that has, like, you can you could dig up rusted metal on the planets? Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, why the fuck would I want to do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it, it'd be great if you started off on that planet. And, uh, you know, it would be a good way of getting uh, ferrite dust until you got your ship. But um, once you have a ship, you're, you've got an unlimited supply of ferrite dust. Man, they love Mars, wouldn't they? Those autophage just walk around just sucking up all that fucking iron dust and rust <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So occasionally they'll uh, they'll send you out to uh, to kill a bunch of uh, corrupted sentinels, and fortunately, I happen to be on a um, a pirate system uh, when I got that job, and uh, so I just went around you know, hitting drill spots and, and, uh, had that, uh, knocked out in a couple of minutes. So, cause they're always surrounded by, you know, five or six different, uh, corrupted sentinels. Um, and then, you know, one of the, one of the spots I hit, uh, had one of the big giant spiders. Um, so I'd gotten the, uh, the heart and, the next, uh, the next little phase that I ran across, uh, wanted, uh, wanted a heart. And then, so I was like, yeah, got one right here. 400 moats. Thank you. Yeah, that is pretty nice. Especially if you're a ship flipper, if you're a ship flipper, these guys sometimes ask for ship parts. And if you've already got them in your inventory, you don't have to go anywhere. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause I had, yeah. uh, um, he wanted, uh, like 30 K worth of, uh, of ship parts. And, uh, I had, I had a, uh, a Sentinel ship. And so I went and sold that for like, you know, 30 million and, uh, brought him some of the parts and he was happy. Yeah. Yep. If you already have them in your inventory, if you just scrapped a ship and you just forgot, because, I mean, honestly, with our inventories as big as they are, mm-hmm. it's easy to forget you've got that in there. You could just hand it over, because as soon as you get the quest and get out of the speech yeah. Uh, menu, yeah, you go right back into it. Yep. Yeah, if you've already got the stuff, you just go right back in. So, and and these guys are some of the coolest looking constructs in the game. Um, I like the ones that, uh, that have the heads, like the, uh, the repair bots, um, that the, the Sentinels trolley out. Oh yeah. It reminds me of pyramid head from, uh, I think was it resident evil? No silent hill. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, definitely, definitely having fun doing that. And, uh, you know, just kind of. You know, keeping one eye on the Twitter and uh, and one eye in the game. So gotta keep one eye on the Twitter. Yep. <laughs> How many parts have you unlocked? Are you trying to 
Because I'm trying to unlock everything. Is that what you're doing? Is just going down the list and unlocking the good stuff first, and then yeah, 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 get everything. I, you know, all the options opened up. I was, I mean, I was a little upset. I get, I mean, I get that a Corvax doesn't change its head or whatever. But when I throw on that freedom hood or whatever that is, it changes my entire head. So I don't understand why I can't use parts. Like, because the first thing I bought was a cool looking head. Mm -hmm. I was going to replace mine. Couldn't do it. Mm. Yeah. So you got to be an anomaly to use some of those parts. But the rest of it I can use. I don't. And I can change out all the body parts for construct parts. I just don't understand. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. I had already started off as a an anomaly to, you know, be able to use the, the Gek battle helmet. But, uh, yeah, it would be nice to be able to use some of those parts on, on real actual Geks. Cause yeah. at this point, all we have is the, uh, the birthing cowl. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> can the anomaly get as short as an actual Gek? <laughs> or not a, an anomaly is that what uh, it is? a yeah. robot an autophage yeah but it's like can you get any of those things as short as a real real as a get would get <laughs> in game i don't i don't know that there would be enough room for the uh for the mechanics to work <laughs> <laughs> those are some short little legs yeah they are oh man those would be i want to see those stubby little robot legs <laughs> you don't need much metal for those no I have been spending a fair amount of time in the other universe. Um, I've I came across a couple of uh, mods uh, for Starfield. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, there it's two mods made by the same uh, mod author. One um, is called oh shoot, what's it called? Uh, functional. Brig. So you know, there's a there's a habitation unit you can build on your um, on your starship uh, that has a brig, and so you've got these two jail cells. You know, there's computers that uh, that'll open the doors and everything, um, but you know they're they're just for looks. Uh, this mod. They the author figured out how to uh, lock people up. So, you know, when I am dealing with some bad guys uh, on a ship, I might be commandeering or something. Um, I can shoot them with an EM weapon to uh, knock them out. And then I get an option uh, to send them to the brig. And then... When I land in a city, I can go to the guard, you know, to any of the uh, the city guards, and they'll pay me a bounty for them. So I get sixteen hundred credits for each uh, each baddie that I bring in. That is awesome, and so that has been a lot of fun. So, th so then I built a ship that had, it's got I. I probably, well, eventually I'll get it bigger, but it's got five brig beds. So I can bring in uh, uh, five criminals at a time. If you just keep them in there, do they stay in there and just complain nonstop? Uh, no, they sleep. 
and they will stay in there as you know for a long long time i <laughs> Uh, although I, I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head. I went walking through my brig and, uh, one of my crew was inside the cell with them. So I'm not quite sure what was going on there. Uh, but, uh, better to not ask. Yeah. I just kept walking. <laughs> um, so the other mod that this author um, has is um, functional infirmary. So there's an infirmary hab that you can build on your ship that does absolutely nothing. Um, yep. <laughs> but with this mod, um, if you hire a doctor for your crew, somebody that has uh, the medicine perk, then you can be healed of ailments in your infirmary. Oh. So if you break your leg or if you have hyperthermia, um, you can go in, lay on the bed and be healed. That would be very convenient. Yeah. Cause I was like, when I built that, I was like, man, I can't, this is awesome. I'm going to have a full, like everything on my ship. Yeah. Auto dock. Yeah, all good. And then I go in there and nothing works except for that one. That what is it? The re, uh, there's one machine in there where you can like yeah, research there's a things. Pharmacy lab. Yeah, and I was like, I don't. Why? I don't care about this right now. Yeah. I just want to be able to lay down and heal myself. Yep. Yep. So with this mod, you can do it. Okay. So if I feel like, oh my God, what if they? What if with uh, shattered space they they were going to introduce all of that anyway with the whole. Uh, um, being able to capture people non-lethally and take them back for bounties. What if that was coming anyway? Well, Does then lot... I will just have it uh, a year early. I'm just saying that seems like such a good idea, and it seems like it should have been there all along. Exactly. <laughs> and that, oh man, now I, oh god, I can't. I don't even know if I can install mods on Steam Deck. Oh, but man. I want that. I want that, Ray. That sounds like so much fun. It is. It's <laughs> it's definitely. It's, uh, you know, it's the core of this, uh, this playthrough that I'm doing and it's just been a blast. So, yeah. Holy crap. Like I never, it's, that'd be so much fun to just like get on a pirate ship in space and like disable the engines and go on board and be like, all right, follow, follow me over to my ship. You're going. <laughs> yeah. And that's essentially what I do. You know, you blast that's them with awesome. an EM weapon and, uh, knock them out. And then you get that little option, and away they go. Oh, I wish we could grab them by the ankle and just drag them back. That'd be <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be good. Um, but and then uh, you know, I still so I I cannot imagine playing this game without Star UI now. Um, so. I mean, it's, it, it does, it, it fixes the inventory system in Starfield like it does in, um, in Skyrim. So you've got so much more information at your fingertips. Everything is, you know, is tight and compact. It's, you know, there's not all kinds of dead space, um, you know, and, and only displaying four or five things on the screen at a time. Um, everything is categorized. Um, so 
if I want to, you know, if I want to just sell my food items from uh, my inventory, I click on food items and, you know, click on the sell all from this category and boom, all my food items are gone. And uh, instead of having to click on each one, one at a time, sell, 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 sell. I can sell a whole stack in just a matter of a second. So, yeah, modding is modding is definitely uh, keeping Starfield alive at this point for me. <laughs> it's um, it's really surprising that some of this stuff wasn't in there to begin with, though. It's like, uh, it's, man, so thankful for modders. Yeah. Like, especially if they're planning on adding mods into the game the way they have with Skyrim and Fallout 4 so that we can just install them from a menu. Yeah. Yeah, I, and they'll get know. there eventually. You know, sometime, hopefully early next year, they'll have the the creation kit available um, so they can actually start doing real mods. Everything they're doing now, they're just figuring out how to, um, you know, how to just kind of piece things together um, to get these things to work. So it's amazing that the uh, what they've accomplished so far with, you know, with no tools to the, to really, uh, get any of this stuff done. Yeah. Well, that was the point I was making earlier when I was like, it's some of this stuff feels like it was already in the game. It's cause like, I know they have to be using bits of the game that's already there to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot more coming that officially, but the mods, like now that I'm tinkering with mods in Skyrim and Fallout 4, I'm really excited for what happens in, in uh, Starfield over the next few years, the next decade even. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's been my fun. Now, other than uh, collecting uh, moats, Baker, what have you been doing? <sighs> collecting moats. <laughs> oh, I, okay. So I, I have been grinding through the moat, uh, trying to get through, uh, walk my way across the moat, getting on well, my main character, just cause I'm trying to collect the things. I wanted all the stuff. And and I'm it's going because you know sometimes you get four or five of the autophage on one area and mm. three or four of them want the same thing yeah so sometimes you can knock out fifteen hundred two thousand moats in in one spot in a snap uh, sometimes you're working at it for an hour and it's hard to find what you're looking for but you know it's it's been nice unlocking all that stuff getting new new stuff on my character i got like an outlaw josie wales vibe going on and that was not <laughs> what i was intending like it does not it looks like i am walking the mexican desert looking for trouble with a six shooter on my hip i and have a, no and idea a poncho <laughs> yeah that's what it looks nice. like it's a poncho and i got the hood on the freedom helmet or whatever the fr hood of freedom which i don't understand that name but it matches it looks good I just, but the more I look at it, I'm like, I should just be walking around on a dusty planet with this get up and peeing on a cactus or something. <laughs> like, it's just, it's weird. Yeah, you gotta riding be really careful horse. with that. <laughs> just riding my centipede down yonder valley. But I, I got tired of working the autophage over further moats and decided to hop back into my main permadeath character because I haven't played that one in so long I, I couldn't remember how long because i played other permadeath characters i got 20 30 hours on those my main one kind of just was retired and i was like i gotta at least get the new the autophage stuff <sighs> man 
Ray, I was the last time we talked, I was like, I feel for you having to go through all of that shit again. And now that's what I got to do in permadeath. Right. I'm, I was so far from where the Artemis quest was that I had no choice but to restart where I was in the, in the galaxy. Hmm. Because I had no idea where to go. Yeah. And so I had to start that all over. Luckily, I did follow the settlement stuff all the way to the end on that character. So that's not something I got to mess with. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost there, I think, maybe. I went and heard the... Unfortunately, heard... most of it is not necessarily dangerous. Yeah. Some of it has been, because it seems like it's sending me to planets where it's all asshole sentinels. Mm-hmm. The ones where they're like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. You need to get back in your ship and go back where you came from. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's how they act. And like, wait, no, don't get in your ship. We're going to kill you instead. Like, I just, it's, I've been, there's been a couple of moments where I barely got by. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't ducked into the building before that Walker's laser blasted, I'd be dead. That'd yeah. be the end of that character. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. Like, that was how close it was, where I literally did a side jump and got out of the way just in time because my health was low and my, my shields were gone and I had to wait inside until, yeah. And it's like, but I do miss those heart pounding moments in permadeath. And it's like, the longer you play a character, the more you have invested in it. So that's where it is now where I'm like, man, I got to get this character through all of this. I'm almost there though. I feel like I'm pretty close to getting to the auto phase. And then, but like, I don't know if I'm going to use any of that stuff. The staff definitely, but in my permadeath character, you know, I've got the, what is it the that's the thing Jen loves the one eyed wiggly faced what is it called the one eyed wiggly faced yeah the thing we unlocked with the tainted metal like years ago <sighs> parasite mask oh yeah the um yeah the the it's like the flesh <laughs> flesh, flesh helmet, helmet or something yeah. like that yeah I forgot yeah how oh my the thing yeah. I love yes yes that's right. Oh, that's, I've it's got one eyeball and it's got a wiggly face. It's constantly doing that kind of stuff. So that's what I think. It's of true, and the face. and the shifty eyes, like the yeah. super suspicious eyes. Yeah, that's yep. my favorite. So I've got that with like a black and gray color going on, and then the all black power armor that we got from Quicksilver back in the day, and that's Cute. been that's been the setup for years now. I mean, since before we started recording the podcast, that's kind of been the character's getup. And I just don't want to change that. So, but man, the staffs. I feel like some of these staffs are just awesome. And if you build them in different spots, like I've taken my parts to different places to build them in different machines. And if you put them together with the same parts in different machines, they come out with different looks. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like I went to different ones. I got the Atlantid uh, top and middle part, the part that provides the charge, I guess. And then the staff part that you hold, and I got I used a repaired, I think a, re, a rebuilt one or something like that because I like the wires, the bare wires and everything on it. So I took it to three different ones, and I got three different colors. And so I settled on the one where I got the pink coming out of it, and it's like it's so cool. Nice. And then yeah, and then you that. can yeah, and then you can you know I, f- I figured out that it, you can upgrade them at a normal. Uh, multi-tool station, the same as any other. And I was wondering, it's like, because we can go scrap them. I don't understand why you can't scrap them at that machine for one. And then the machine in the uh, anomaly is literally just for scrapping. 
And that's it. Yeah. That's useless. And you don't even really get anything from it. Like just stuff you can sell. Uh, you can get uh, uh, inventory slots. That came from it? I didn't get any. Uh, it's not like guaranteed, it. but it's certainly it. It's something you can get. Kind of like with ships, you don't always oh, say, get yeah. uh, you know the storage modules, but sometimes you do. Um, what I was going to say is it kind of class based? Because if I if I don't want to scrap an S class one, but if I did, would I get spot, slots back from that? Because that would be nice. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't scrapped enough stuff, and I certainly wouldn't have scrapped an S class um, multi tool. Yeah, they're too damn rare. <sighs> well, no, yeah. either way, I'm just using nanites. I'm upgrading it as I get inventory slots. I'm not going to spend that kind of money. It's yeah. just too much units to upgrade slots on a thing. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, I think if if I get uh, if I get one that I really like, I I've got a ton of uh, of the uh, the slot upgrades with this character because it's from the expedition. And so I didn't, I didn't uh, use any of the ones that they give you, you know, every time you get to the end of a, uh, uh, of a uh, milestone group phase, I think they call it. Every time they got to the end of the phase, you got like three uh, multi-tool slots. So I've got a stack of them in my freighter. Man, that was smart. I wish I'd saved those. I really do. But, you know, I'll do it the expensive way. I don't care. Plus, if you run around those uh, camps, the abandoned camps, you usually find one or two expansion slots of some kind, and that really helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if... Uh, I don't know that I've tried to scrap any of the uh, Sentinel multi-tools, mm -hmm. but, you know, you get a you get a lot of those. Uh, every time you go to a harmonic camp, we got a ton of A class Twitch drops too, and a few. Uh, yeah, was it just? Yeah, I guess just Twitch. Maybe I'll go claim those and scrap them because surely you get a few slots out of that. Yeah, for sure. Because I think yeah. that's what I did when the um, when that machine first became available. I wanted to try it out, and so I did. I ran over to the Quicksilver uh, vendor and. And grabbed up a bunch of the the Twitch rewards, and took them over and scrapped them, and That's definitely really got idea. some of the uh, of the slot upgrades there. Safe place to do it too, real close. Yeah, I mean that is very mm -hmm. convenient. Well, that's what I'll do then when I hop in tonight. Is I'm going to go do that and then see what the weekend quest is because I haven't even looked at that yet. Messing around on YouTube trying to figure out how to get some songs for the bite beat. Cause I set the bite beat up in three different places and like, I've just got the songs that we have and that's it. And so I found on YouTube, I was, people were making songs of all kinds of, you know, different, like really famous songs. I went on there and was uh, listening to it. And then I was scrolling down through the comments and I was trying to see if anybody on there was like, Oh, you can download them from here, blah, blah, blah. The person who made the video had, a thing at the bottom says that you can just use a bot and send them there from you. Like you add the bot as a friend and then you click send on the thing and it will send, it, it really had to go through a process to get it going, hmm. but I did do it and it did work because I was thinking to myself, I was like, 
the worst possible thing that could happen when I add someone as a friend is that I have to get rid of that annoying friend. Mm -hmm. So that couldn't be any different with a bot service. And they can't send me a virus or anything in the game. So I just couldn't see a downside to trying it. So I tried it. And now on my freighter, as soon as you walk through those doors, as soon as you walk through the main doors, you just hear sweet dreams by the Eurythmics just blasting <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I only did the one song so far. I only did that one, but I was like, man, this is awesome. And they did a great job on it too. Um, so, but I will say that I, I did it over and over and over and it kept saying failed, failed, failed. Cause you have to be in the anomaly with the multiplayer on and you have to like be able to have anyone invite you to join you as a friend, which is risky because people just randomly join you as a friend and in, in the anomaly thinking that you're about to go get some stuff. And like, that's, it, it was, I had to do it over and over. So it took about 30 minutes of clicking it over and over before it finally said on the screen, uh, service bot has joined your group. And then it says you have received the file and then the bot was gone. So it just a split second hmm. where it happened. And, but then I started, I was able to play it on that character, which is another thing was like, I wish it was kind of like, um, account wide mm -hmm. because I would have to do this with every individual character to get the music. Mm. Yeah. But I can transfer them to anyone nearby or anybody that comes on my freighter can just download it directly from my bite meat machine. So that's kind of fun, hmm. but yeah. It's, it's it's nice to not have just like one of the standard songs. It's like I walk on there and I recognize the music. Right. Because as soon as you start, as soon as you walk through the doors, you just hear the do, 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 do. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah. And then they've also got an option there for punching in the things that you want on a ship. So if you punch in oh. all the parts, yeah, enough people have found ships and logged the locations of them. That if you use their service where you punch in all the different things you want in a ship, it kind of ran, it like goes through all of the different things and tries to put together, you know, your ship and gives you coordinates to go find that ship. Oh, wow. I don't know how it, yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't know if it works on ships that have already been found and logged only or if it uses some kind of internal data, but. I haven't tried, I have not tried that part yet. I don't want to start just posting links to random things and have people go, Oh, go try it out. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't a hundred percent know. So I, I haven't tried it, but there's a lot of options. You can pick the color. You can pick the kind the type of wings, the type of engines, the type of the shape of it all. You get kind of a, there's like a little cartoony time type of um, preview at the top where you can actually see, what the final ship would look for. And then it gives you glyphs, but then it tells you like there's a one in like 5,000 chance of it being there, I think, mm. or something like that. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I just know that I was able to send myself music and that's good enough <laughs> for me so far. <laughs> that's honestly, that's awesome. it's, it's been really cool. And I was going down the list and looking at the other things and I was like the Mandalorian theme. Well, see mm. if I can get that on there. That's wicked. Yep. So that's it. Just moting and getting music. That's about all I've been doing lately. Oh, very, very. Starfield. I've, I'm working through the Crimson Fleet stuff, but mm. it's it's little bit by little bit. So I don't have much to talk about there. Mm. And that does remind me that uh, one of the other mods that I loaded uh, for Starfield is uh, uh, Starfield Galactic Radio. Oh, wow. Really? Yep. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, so they've uh, they've got you know the the mod it comes with four different radio stations, um, you know all of them with voice acted DJs um, and real life music, um, and there's a, a companion mod that you can load uh, that has um, all of the radio stations from all the different uh, Fallout games. Oh, that's awesome. I would give anything to have a podcast app in the game somehow or that I can actually add game add podcast so to it. You can and lo- you can download files into the radio. Um, you know, they they give you, you know, where in the you know, where you, where in the file you, you know, go to to put your MP3s in and you can play anything you want to uh, on an MP3 through your radio. All right. Hey, I'll do it manually. I'm fine with that. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Damn. Shoot. I mean, yeah. that's what I had to do to when I <laughs> when I first started listening to podcasts, um, I had to download the the MP3 files to my computer, burn them onto a CD, and then play the CD in my car. Dear God. <laughs> yeah, I guess they've been around for about 20 years yeah. now, so I remember Holy that. shit. Man, I just yeah, that's how imagine. that's how I started listening to podcasts. Oh my god! So you have you somewhere you got CDs laying around of because I feel like you don't throw things away. So you got <laughs> CDs laying around of all these old podcast episodes. Is it Fallout yeah, for feed? sure? The Fallout feed that's and stuff awesome. is that? <laughs> uh, no, the Fallout feed I was on um, uh, on a podcatcher by then. Oh okay. This was this was way way before that. That's oh, awesome. Man. Yeah, that is pretty cool. It's burning them to eight tracks. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, it wasn't going that far back. But you, I mean, do you ever think about that? Is like the other day, I was I hooked up a VCR to my Steam Deck using adapters and stuff like that, and I was watching a VHS movie on my Steam Deck, and I was thinking, myself, you could, if you really wanted to, put if you had the equipment, you could put podcasts on eight tracks. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> so my first car was a Volkswagen and I had a, an eight track stereo. Uh, but of course the, the stereo was 12 volt and my car was six volts. And so my dad helped me rig up a 12 volt battery in the bonnet of the VW and uh, wire my stereo system to that. Um, and so it was, uh, I, could, I could play the stereo um, all weekend long out in the hills uh, with my friends uh, and never have to worry about my car battery going dead. That's awesome. <laughs> Did it charge off of the alternator too? No, no, I because wow. uh, it was a six volt alternator. Um, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, so I had. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's probably a way you could uh, to uh, to adapt it, but it was easier just to. I had a little portable charger um, that I would plug in when I got home. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> um, that's awesome. But yeah, that was that was my eight track player back then. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? I've never understood why people just run it off their car and then they go, oh, my car is dead. I was like, why don't you have a battery to hook up just for that? 
I mean, it's, I grew up in the sticks, so everybody was constantly like complaining that their country music ruined their battery at the end of the night. <laughs> but it's like, why not hook it up? To like, how many people do you know out here in the sticks that has a battery just laying in their backyard? Like everybody does that down south. Why not take one of those batteries and stick it in the back of your car and hook a radio up to it? Yeah. Apparently you did that, but eight <laughs> tracks, eight track. You get eight songs and then you, you got to swap it out. <laughs> I want eight track in the, in the ships. That's the mod I want is to be able to take them eight track that I found in a uh, maintenance facility or whatever. I want to be able to take that and load it into my ship and play music off of it. There you go. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like eight tracks also should be part of the Fallout universe because it's real close. Those <laughs> hollow tapes are real close. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, by the time I graduated high school, we had uh, cassette players. So, yeah, that's what I had <laughs> when I was a kid. Cassette tapes were the thing, and then CD players came along, and that's when you realized you couldn't walk and listen to music at the same time because it was skipped. Right. Right. <laughs> I burned through the tapes so, so much. Like I wore through a bunch of tapes. So um, I wore through them so quickly that I, I learned how to fix them with, with tape. I'm <laughs> fixing my tapes with tape. Mm -hmm. I would take the tape apart yeah. with screws mm -hmm. and fix the bits of tape. So every time I hear, um, Every time I hear Blitzkrieg Bop now, I expect part of the song to be garbled. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about because I used to do that too. Yeah, yeah. I wore my I wore my Ramones tape down completely till it just kind of snapped in the tape there. If you take a piece of a piece of tape or something and put it over the corner part of that of a cassette yes. tape. And then you can tape over an entire Def Leppard album with George Carlin and make your <laughs> uncle scream. Oh my gosh. Did you do that? <laughs> I sure as hell did. <laughs> and I still think it was an improvement. <laughs> that is, I am impressed. That is like next level mischief. Good work. <laughs> yeah. I got beat up a lot. Oh man. Oh, anyway, that is all. That's all. <laughs> I don't know where I left off, but that is all of my gameplay. <laughs> I, I don't know if we moved on from my gameplay, but that's all I got. So, Jed, you've been in the stars too, right? Oh, yes. I've been a delinquent uh, delinquent space friend, but I have been playing among the stars just a little bit in a star dew valley. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been playing Stardew Valley. It's like I can play like one day, which is I don't know, ten minutes of time. Um, and I can manage a day and then I fall asleep because it's been a lot. A lot of work. So um so I'm in Stardew, right? And it's nighttime. I put my character to sleep and I hear this like theremin kind of music happening and this cylinder appears on my farm and it's like pulsing it's this weird silver pod with a weird kind of glow coming from it and um and i can't interact with it i can't crack it open 
it just sits there and it's undulating. And then one day I get up and it's empty. Uh Uh-oh. I still don't know what it is. I have (laughs) hundreds of hours in Stardew Valley. Hundreds of hours. And I have no freaking idea what is going on with this alien pod that showed up on my farm and is now empty. Like, I was scared to... (laughs) To bring it inside, but I was like, I'm going to bring it inside, but I couldn't interact with it at all. Mm. Like hitting it with an axe, nothing <laughs> would move this thing. Oh, sure, that probably irritated it. Yeah, I know. And then I remember the blob, right? Like they go after the blob with a stick and that's what starts the whole thing. Comes down in a on like a asteroid or something like that lands in the ground the ground is glowing the goo is there just it's clear they poke it with a stick and it creeps up the stick and then it turns red with the blood of its victims like i love that movie it's my favorite movie but (laughs) um but yeah i'm expecting this to be the blob and like my tiny villagers of pelican town go running as the blob chases them so i don't know where it came from I don't know what it is. I haven't looked for any spoilers. The only spoilers I have been looking for are um, what time of year to catch specific legendary fish. Because I've completed my fishing achievements. Like all of them. I've caught every fish in the game. Um, but what what the heck is this alien? No. Now I want to know. You don't have any new villagers or anything, do you? No, but there was, there is one villager initially you have to like, you know, meet all the villagers and there's one outstanding villager and there's a riddle you have to solve in order to meet that last villager, but you never see them again. Hmm. How long ago did this happen? This, the orb thing? Was it around Halloween? This week. It was this week? Oh, yeah. That's. It was this week. That is very strange. Yeah, I, my wife plays that game a lot. She's, I mean, she really doesn't have the time you do in it. She has never, ever mentioned anything like that happening. And I've never, actually, I think I got three or four people that have played that game and have never mentioned that. Yeah, hundreds of That's hours. Weird. Like, I have like 15 different characters. And the thing is, like, <laughs> they, they had a huge, don't tell me, I want to be surprised, yeah, but they no had surprise. this huge update like a year ago. Um, that finally came to mobile. And I do play mobile because um, because Stardew is like my my bedtime game. You know, I, I like to be able to. And, and the mobile version of the game is the complete game. It's not like some scaled down thing. So, um, yeah, in all, of my, in all of my playthroughs, I haven't seen it. But mind you, I haven't played a whole lot since the, since the big update. Like they introduced a whole new... Um, a whole new island and a storyline with Willie the fisherman, and the, you know there's there are all of these new cutscenes that you get and new mines. Like it's really really exciting the stuff they've added. Maybe aliens. There's already war. There's already witchcraft where you can turn your children into doves if you get bored of them. <laughs> if you get bored of your mate, you can also cast a spell on them so they forget you. Yikes. Yeah. And in order to marry somebody, you have to, in the rain, it can only be in the rain. So you can only do this like three out of the four seasons. You have to meet a guy on a secret beach 
in the rain. And he'll only give you the shell necklace, which allows you to marry somebody. Like, it states your availability. Um, he'll only give it to you if you're, like, you know, getting it on with some of the other villagers. It's like you're really close to them. Yikes. Yeah. He'll say, I don't think you're ready yet. He decides when you can pair up. <laughs> it's it's really messed up. There's a whole war going on. There are skeleton heads that come flying at you. Like, it's a it's a great game. Is there cannibalism? But aliens. Um, I don't think so, Ray. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, that might have pushed me over the edge. <laughs> no cannibalism I... as far as I can <laughs> see and no iguana bits. What is, uh, what was the name of the thing? Because you were able to pick it up, right? No, I could pick it up after. So I, it, it broke and then I put it in my little museum. What is it called? I have called? a museum. Um, it's like alien alien pod or something like that okay because the only thing i found that even comes close is the strange capsule strange capsule oh strange capsule thank you okay yeah it is a strange yeah. capsule. well you got it only happens after I, this is all i'm going to tell you not a spoiler it only happens after year one and you got i think less than a one percent chance of it happening at all really yeah yeah but i'm not going to tell you what it is so you'll just have to wait for that <laughs> yeah I gotta go buy the lottery a lottery ticket. I swear, because that stuff happens. I get like the I get the super strange like invisible killing machine in in No Man's Sky. Do you remember that? Like I had this thing that would attack me, and I would mm -hmm. just die for no reason. I had that, and that's also yeah. a really really rare chance. Yeah, you got you got good RNG. <laughs> For the doomy stuff, I need good <laughs> RNG. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's. I haven't even played Starfield. Like I am aching for space. My yeah. partner has been watching, uh, has been watching The Expanse for the first time. Oh, nice, nice. And I'm I'm like watching over his shoulder, and I'm trying not to say anything. And he'll, you know, come running to me and go, "Oh my gosh, you know that Holden? Holden's having hallucinations now." Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Man. it's totally great. I'm getting to watch and and watch the excitement that he has, and kind of live it through him. Yeah, he should read the book okay. books when he's done with the show because the show lets off long before it actually ends in the books and. Oh, amazing. When, I can tell you when that when I read that final book when I finished it, there was points where I woke up out of a dead sleep thinking about it, going, What the fuck? Oh man. Yeah. I bought the first <laughs> book on Audible. I bought the first book in audiobook. I just yeah, haven't started listening to it yet. It is a crazy big story. It is holy shit. Like I I recommend it to everybody because by the time I was done with it, I was like, Oh my God, this is it's so big. It's like, the, oh, that's the, awesome. It's just so hard to wrap your mind around how big things are when you get to the end of it. I don't know. Like anybody he's who's done. read that ninth book understands what I'm saying. He is currently reading Wool. Mm. That's the, uh, the book that Silo is based on or yeah. the series. And um, so he's reading that now and then playing The Expanse. And I'm going to start reading The Expanse books very soon. And um, I've already seen the silo. Well, whatever yeah. seasons are available. I, I haven't seen the silo, but I did read Wool. I read it right after I met the author, Hugh Howley. 
Ooh, oh um, yeah at uh dragon con amazing super interesting guy how's it spelled yeah w-o-o-l just wool yeah yeah okay i'm looking i'm gonna get it on audible yeah he he said that some of the um some of the exposition is extremely long <laughs> yeah <laughs> so just brace yourself for yeah. extremely long descriptions of things uh, but of, um of, but yeah i'm okay with that relatively inane you know bits of the of the story <laughs> it's like really i mean okay yeah, yeah it- that was cool but i mean you could have done that in a sentence <laughs> like reading tolkien you just gotta you just got to accept the fact that some people like to go into detail. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think I'll have to do the Expanse uh, books now. I've I've seen the show uh, three times. I watched it uh, once, you know, when it first came out. Um, then once it was all done, I watched it through with my wife. And then uh, just before Starfield came out, I watched it all the way through again. Oh, that's so good. I I can't passively watch it. Like if I'm like, you know, doing stuff with my hands, like if I'm working on a digital file or something or like working on images or um, or like knitting or crocheting, like I have to have split attention. With The Expanse, I need empty hands. Mm. Like I have to, I need to focus because it's just, and I can't, like I end up just dropping what I'm doing and staring at it because it's... <laughs> riveting no it's stressful all right well good stuff i think that'll wrap it up for this episode so we will catch you all next time yeah i'm gonna motor along (laughs) you in space everyone baker do you want to do a long space thank you and we're out Thank you for listening to this edition of The Butcher, Baker, and Candlemaker in Space. Find more information about the show on Twitter at BBCISSS or ASAPodcasting.com. The Butcher, the Baker.